Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. And today we're talking about certain uncertainty. Certain uncertainty. Um, one of the things, one of the questions that got asked of Beck and I really often, um, if you haven't heard the whole story, when we were, it was two years ago, it'll be two years ago next month, that God really began to um, lead us to start a church. And as we began to talk to people about that, we're like, this is a big deal. Uh, well, let's, when we began to talk to people, one of the things we heard over and over was, well, you better know that you know that you know. And I'm like, what, 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 do you, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, you better know. Because there'll be great times, and it's great. But there's other times where it's not great, and people that you've poured into and loved will leave. That would never happen here. But they're like, um, they're like and, and you better know that this is God. And I was like, I don't. I don't have 100%. I didn't get an angelic visitation. I didn't. And even then, I'd probably question that. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I know that I know that I know. And they're like, well, you better. You better know that you know that you know that you know. And I'm like, oh, no. And I did have this little, like, and you guys are like, oh, no, too. You're like, why are we sitting here? What's happening? Oh, you might as well leave now. I just, but, but I said, what I do know is that Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. I know that if we're a part of building the church, we're going to be a part at the forefront of what God is doing in the earth today in whatever capacity, and he's going to be there. And I'm like, I know that, but do we ever have, and that's one thing I think that many of us, an idea that we have is that when we, if we did have divine direction in our life, that we wouldn't question. There wouldn't be that question. It would just be that certainty of, yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. And everybody around me might be going, no, don't do that. Get out of that. It's a bad investment. Don't do that. And you're like, no, she's going to be the most amazing wife ever. And your family's like, no, we see everything different. You're like, nope, I know. I've got divine direction. I'm just going to do my thing here. And you, you, you just know that you know, that you know that you know. True story. So uh, a guy who... Uh, just my youth pastor growing up, his name was Pastor Scott. And we were talking about weddings. And he's like uh, telling me about one of the first weddings that he did. And in one of the first weddings that he did, the groom was in the back room before uh, the, the ceremony. They've already done rehearsal. And he's just kind of talking with the groom. And uh, he says to the groom, he's like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you don't want to do this. We should probably just leave. Just joking. And the groom goes, I know, I know, we got to go. Let's go. <laughs> He's joking. And the groom's like, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't do this. I, I need to go. You're, you're absolutely right. And I just go, what did you do? Because I've been to a lot of weddings, and I've married lots of people. I'm like, I married Rebecca, but I've performed <laughs> weddings, and my kids still get it kind of confused. I know there's some kids in here, and she's my one wife, but I performed other weddings. And I'm like, I'm like what would you do? Because I would, this probably isn't a good thing, but I'd kind of like to be at a wedding where one person like didn't show up. Like the groom was like, she's not here. She, I don't know. I don't know why. It's probably really bad of me, but I would like to be at that, at that wedding. I don't know why. But anyways, and, and Scott was there. 
He's in the back. He's talking with this guy who's about to go seal the deal. And, and he just breaks down. He's like, I know I shouldn't do this. And I go, what did you do? I go, did they get married? And he goes, oh yeah, I talked him into it. He was fine. And I'm like, you talked him into it? You talked him out of it that easy, and then you just talked him back into it? But there's certain things in life that we assume that, you, that we would have 100%, that we would just, we would know and we wouldn't question. And I think many times the divine direction really is one of those things. Yet when we look at the Bible and some of the way that this works, I don't think we really get the clarity that many times we would assume is there in Acts is talking about Paul. And in Acts 20, 22, it says this. This is Paul, he says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. He has certain uncertainty. He's like, I know this is good. I know this is good. I know I'm supposed to go here. He goes, I don't know what's going to happen when I get there. And for us, when people talk to us about, about starting the church, I'm like, no, I don't know everything that's going to happen. I don't know how many people are there. I know this is what we're going to be doing, and we'll see what happens. As we're going we're gonna to preach to whoever comes. We're going to minister to whoever's there. We're going to be glad, and whatever the number is, and we count people because people count, not because numbers are important, but we want to be effective in who we're reaching, and we want to see people growing and marriages restored. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. No, I don't know that I know, but I don't really think Satan's going around telling people to start churches. And if he is, it's a really bad idea, and it's going to backfire like never before, because Allendale is never going to be the same as a result of this. So we're going to do it. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good, too. That's, that, that, that's good, too. But over and over, we look, and there's not the certainty that so many of us would think would be there. There's not the certainty. In Acts 16, again, Paul is, is, is traveling, and he says this in verse 6. It says, Paul and Silas traveled. Now, I tried over and over. Um, I listened to the way that these words, these cities, these places are pronounced. I, I went through the, like the, the, what do they call it? The spelling that's weird, but it's supposed to sound right when you say it. And, and I'm going to slaughter all of them is all I'm saying, but they're on the screens and I hope you can do better at it than I can. Okay. But they traveled through the area of Pyherga and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Now, I think that's interesting. Really interesting that it's like the Holy Spirit said, don't preach the word. Because I would think it would, you'd always, you would just always do it. But that's what they're doing is they're going out to preach. But they say, no, don't preach here. So verse 7, then coming to the borders of Mysiah, they headed north from the province of Bethana. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went through Mysiah to the seaport of Troas. And that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him to come over to Macedonia, Macedonia and to help us. And verse 10, I absolutely love this. So this is Paul and Silas. So we decided to leave Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. Even then, he's like, we don't we have certain uncertainty. We know, we're, we know that we're supposed to be preaching the word. That's what God has laid on our heart to do. We tried doing it here, but the Holy Spirit stopped us. We tried doing it here, and that didn't work. And then we tried over here, and now we give a vision. I had a dream. We are concluding that this is what the Holy Spirit is wanting us to do. So off they went. 
So off they went. And here's what I know, that when God leads us, we have certain uncertainty. There's going to be things that you're not going to know. You're not going to know every single part. God, God rarely, rarely, rarely gives you the entire piece of the puzzle. When, when Becca and I, when God first really put on my heart to pastor, I was sitting in a tree stand. Mm-hmm. All good stories start right there. I think I should spend more time hunting tomorrow morning. Oh, anyways, anyways. So I'm in my tree stand praying. And I'm just praying out to God. I'm like, God, our heart is to get behind vision and serve, but we're, we're feeling unrest about where we are. I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense. Why can't, what is going on? And I didn't get a angelic visitation. I didn't get a, a squirrel that jumped up, up on my knee and with a little cute voice said, God wants you to start a church in Allendale. Like that would have been awesome. It really would. It would not have been awesome if it was a deep voice because then you would just bat that thing away because squirrels have to have high voices, right? I think cartoons have trained us, but they just do. But I didn't have that. Anyways, so I didn't get that. But what I got was something in my heart where God's like, well, what do you think lead pastors do? And I'm like, I don't know. I really felt he answered and said, I give them vision and they serve people. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. That's all I got that day. I didn't get Allendale. I didn't get start a church. I just got pastoring. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. I got a step. I got one step. And I thought, well, the next step, if that's the first step, is to talk to Becca. And I'm like, and as a church, I think I know what we need to do because everybody needs Jesus. We'll just start with that. What are we going to do? I don't know Jesus. That's what we're going to do. So I left the woods with that. And here's the thing, God leads us in steps. If you're wondering how God wants to lead you, that is it. Psalms 37, 23 says this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. He's going to lead you in steps. I got a step. It was God put something on my heart. And just so you know, I believe that is the number one way that God leads us now is with godly burdens passions that he puts inside us, things that make us upset. Maybe we're upset at the way that single moms are treated, the advantages or disadvantages that they have. And we think, oh, it just makes me mad. And God's like, yeah, that's because I want you to do something about it. He leads us through passions. He leads us through these, these, these burdens that he puts inside you, just so you know. But he leads in steps. So I left the woods with a step, and I thought, all right, I'll go tell Becca. And I thought, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get there and I'm going to say, hey, babe, I think we're supposed to start a church. And Beck's going to be like, that squirrel that was on your knee was here. I heard it. Yes, we're supposed to do this. And if that doesn't happen, I know what will happen. Even if the little squirrel, because I didn't get the squirrel, she probably didn't get the squirrel. So I know what's going to happen. She's going to be like, okay, you're such a man of God. I'll follow you anywhere. If that's what you think, let's, let's go do this. So I go home and I'm like, babe, I think, I think we're supposed to pastor. And she looks at me and goes, well, have fun, and walks off. Now, that is not the next step that I had pictured. That's not the next step that I had in mind. That's not the next thing that I thought should happen. But God leads in steps. And we, don't, we rarely get that 100% download 
I wish I would have. I wish I would have been sitting in my tree and just been like, like shake or something cool. I think you shake when you get downloads. I don't know. I've never had one. But like God's just like, this is what you need. You need exactly this. Or maybe, maybe an angel touches me on the head and I just suddenly see it all or a vision like Paul had. And I'm like, okay, we're going to be in this room and these people are going to come in and this person's going to get saved and this life is going to happen here. And this person's going to do this and this is going to happen over here. I didn't get any of that. I so wish, but we got to step. But the weird thing was, is after that step, things didn't happen exactly the way that I thought they should. Never have any ideas for God? Just me. Okay. I have ideas for God all the time. I'm like, this would be really cool if you do this. How about doing this this way? I really, really do. I have tons of ideas for God, but that's not what happened. Instead, I went to Becca and I'm like, hey, this is what I think should happen next. And uh, she's like, have fun. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not right. And so I start kind of like doing this like, wait a second, almost like questioning thing. I'm like, wait a minute. God, you put this burden to pastor. Okay, this, I have this desire. All right. But like, would, would I hire me to pastor? Like, wait a second. I'm like, hold on a second. You know, we were at, we were at a church for many, 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 many years on pastoral staff for like 14 years. I'd been there for years before and really grew up there. And then we left to go to another church because we felt that that was the step that God had for us to take. And, and we agreed on that. And so we went up there. And, and then we ended up in Grand Haven because my brother-in-law was who was pastoring out there, broke both of his legs. That's just not a good idea. In case anybody's wondering, one at a time is bad enough. He broke them both. And they're like, can you come help us there? And that's where we were when I was in my tree stand praying. And I'm like, God, I'm bouncing around all over. Now you want me to do this? Let me just say, God doesn't always lead us the way that we think he should. And, and I'm really just kind of asking God about this and wrestling with this over, over a, few, a few days. And I was reading through, and I don't know if you do this. If you don't, I really recommend it. Um, it's something my parents did uh, growing up and kind of, so we just said, hey, we'll do it. Too. Well, I want to do it too, is you read the Proverbs of the day. So whatever day of the month it is, you read Proverbs whatever day of the month it is. And to this particular day I was reading, and it was Proverbs 20. And I was reading through Proverbs 20, and I got to Proverbs 20, 24. And this is what it said. It said, a man's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand his own way? And I was like, where did that verse come from? Like, I've read through this so many times before. Hundreds of times I've read through Proverbs. But I'd never seen it before. Never. I was like, brand new verse. This is so cool. But I was just like, you know what? Okay. Mic drop. Like, God, okay. I'm not going to try to say, this is how you need to lead me. And if you want me to get here, you have to take me down these steps. But God, if this is what you want for me, we'll do it. I'm not going to question the direction and then here and then here and then here. And it might not make sense to everybody else. But today I stand. Today I look back. And I'm like, those are the exact steps that we needed to take to prepare us to do the things that we didn't know that we we're going to need to do because we didn't know we were going to be starting. We didn't know we were going to be starting from scratch. But we got so many relationships and help from churches and churches that poured in financially to this so that we could start and make this not look like a school when you walk in so that we could have excellent kids ministry. And, and we built relationships with people who are still speaking into our lives. And I'm like, this is so much better looking back. And here's what I would say. As we look, as I encourage you to follow God's 
leading, to follow God's guidance that he has for you. As he leads in steps, but here's what you're going to do is throw logic out the window. Because it's so easy to be like, well, if this is what God wants me to do, then he should lead me here, here, and here. But that's not so often. That's not how God works. If we look at David in the Bible, for example, David is a shepherd. And the prophet Samuel comes to David's dad, Jesse, and says, hey, bring, bring your kids. I'm going to anoint. Bring, bring all your kids. I want to see all of your kids. And all of his brothers come, but David's left out in the field. And Samuel looks and he's like, is there somebody missing? This isn't quite right. What's going on here? And he's like, yeah, the youngest is missing. So David comes, they wait, and David gets anointed with oil, anointed king by the prophet Samuel. In front of his family, in front of his brothers, he gets anointed king. Now, if I was writing the story, this is what would happen next. He gets anointed king, and I think most of us would go along this same line. Okay, anointed king, guess what? Your sheep herding days are over. You just got anointed king by the prophet Samuel. Okay, and then what would happen next is he and Samuel would like be like, all right, goodbye, Jesse. Say goodbye to all your brothers. Pack up anything you want, but you don't really need to because you're the king. And so they would walk out of there, and they would go to the palace, and they'd walk into the palace, and King Saul, the current king, there was a king right then, but he wasn't, God wasn't pleased with him, so it was time for a new one. So the king, the old king would be sitting over on his throne, and, and the prophet Samuel and, and David would walk in, and Saul, that king, would be like, what are you doing here? And he would like lift up his hand and point at him to tell his guards and he'd go, seize him. But as he would go to point, his arm would like shrivel up because the prophet Samuel would yell, don't lift a finger against the Lord's anointed. And then all the guards would back up. And then Saul would be like, I'm so sorry. And Samuel would be like, God has departed from you. Now David is the new king. And it would be done. Like that's how I would do it. Don't waste time. Like get it done. Sheep herding, it's over, you're anointed, you're king, you're there. It would be over in like 45 minutes and he'd be ruling everything and everybody. But if you've read that story or heard a little bit about it, that's not even close to what happens. He gets anointed king in front of his brothers and then goes right back to the sheep. He went back to doing the thing that he did before the anointing. Shouldn't something different happen? Like step one, get anointed king. Awesome. Step two, go back to where you were. Whoa, that doesn't make sense. And so many times we look, and I think we look, and God gives us passions, desires, or tell, take a step, and we follow him in that, and we take that step, but then what we think should happen doesn't happen, and so we give up. We apologize. We start working on our marriage, but our spouse doesn't, they don't reciprocate at all. And we're like, are you serious? Do you know how great I've been to them? And it doesn't happen. We go to work or, or we take our business and we say, we're going to honor God in our business and in our dealings. And we watch the way that other companies work and the unethical things that they're doing. And we look and we're like, well, it seems to be working for them, but it's not working for me. And God, I took that step and I'm honoring you in this. My business is tithing. My family's tithing. We're doing this. Where is the blessing? Your blessing is on your way. I'm doing it your way, but I'm not seeing it right now. Where is it? Why isn't it working? This doesn't work. Because we get the idea that if God's going to lead us, it should go from here to here to here to oh, and then even higher. I can't sing higher than that. But that's how we think. We think it should get easier and easier. But so often, the way that God leads us is not the way that you or I would expect. He does not lead us the logical way that we would think that he should. But I want to just 
want to quickly give you three ways that God leads us. Number one is he leads us in steps. Don't let the start stop you. Take that first step. I don't know what it is. I do not know what it is. Maybe you just have something and you're like, I just have a real passion for high schoolers. Maybe you have a passion for younger kids. Maybe you have a passion for ex-military. I don't know what it is, but ask God. Say, God, did you give me this passion? And if so, what should I be doing with it? Because here's what God's word says. If you seek, you will find. Ask, and it will be given. Knock, and the door will be opened. Say, okay, God. What should I be doing with this? I think, I think this burden that, that I have, because here's what the devil wants to do with the passions that God's put in us. He wants us to get mad at everybody else because they're not like us. Why don't orphans? You may have just this huge heart for, for orphans or for foster kids, and you look and you think, why doesn't everybody else have the same passion that I do? And you get mad at other people because they don't see or have the heart that you do as much as you do, or maybe it's youth, or maybe it's the elderly, or whatever it is. And then what the devil wants to do is for you to look and be like, they're not like me, so that's ridiculous, and they're all wrong, and I'm right, and to use it to divide. But instead, God's like, no, 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 you watch. I made each and every one of you different. If you were all the same, I wouldn't need any of you, right? If two people are the exact same, one of you is irrelevant. Like, you're not the exact same. God's like, I've got a different piece and a different part for every single one of you. And that's what he has for us. And here's the thing. If one part isn't doing that part, there's something missing. There's something missing. And you might be that missing part. That God's like, I, that passion I put inside you, the reason why you feel it so strong is because it needs to be done. And, and stop looking at what everybody else doesn't have. He says, I gave it to you. Begin to do something with it. Do something with it. I don't know if you've ever done this, but have you, have you ever sat down on something, maybe a toilet, so long that when you get up, your leg's asleep? You ever do that and you go to take a step and the leg is still apart, but you go to take a step and it, it doesn't do the right thing and you fall? Will you ever do that? Anybody? Don't raise your hand. I did say toilets. You're like, I don't know. I don't, wanna, I don't know. But actually, I told that story one time, and a girl in the front row gets like really like loud, bright red. Like, I was like, holy cow. And afterwards, I found out that is exactly what happened. She was on the toilet, sat there too long, got up, took a step, and broke her leg because one of her legs. But here's the thing. She broke her leg, not because she didn't still have two legs, but because one of them was asleep and wasn't doing its part. The body of Christ will never be what it is supposed to be and in the way that God designed it to be until all of us are doing our part. It will always fall short in one area or another. I think it's, it can be so easy to look and be like, look, I see the areas it's falling short. Look at this area that it's falling short in. But may I just point out something to you? If you can see it, maybe you are the solution that God has for it. I don't know what it is, but maybe that is exactly what it is. Whether it's inside the church, outside the church, in the community, what you can see, God has given you a passion for, given you a heart for, begin to do it. So the first thing that we do is we take a step. And the second thing is throw logic out the window. I'm serious. Throw it out the window. Isaiah 55, 8 says this. My thoughts are not your thoughts. They're nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so may my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Even the way that Jesus, Jesus came and he died on a cross to defeat death, sin, and the devil. 
He won by dying. Who saw that coming? The devil didn't. No. Even the way that he does that is backwards. Throw logic out the window and decide, God, what you, where you lead me, I will follow. I am going to go. We went on a missionary trip, and we had this little saying. We were down in Venezuela, and they, they, they taught us this. They said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going out to these villages, and this is how it goes. So get it down. Where they lead us, we will follow. What they feed us, we will swallow. <laughs> and we ate some nasty, nasty stuff. Man, where you just, it's, you eat it a couple times. But anyways, but we have to have that attitude of God. Where you lead me, I'm going to go. I'm going to take that step. I'm going to take that step. And the next thing is to remember, God does not lead through the path of least resistance. But that you're going to have hardships. There's things that are going to come up, but that does not mean that God is not in it. And the third is this, is be faithful where you are. Whatever step you're at right now, don't despise it. Don't despise small beginnings, but say, I'm going to be faithful right here. And God, as you tell me to take that step, it may be big, it may be small, but I am going to take it and I'm going to be faithful where I am. The Bible says, if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. You will be faithful with much. But I know that God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us and that we can live with divine direction in every area of our lives, that we can have that. But that, that does not mean that it's this all-knowing, I see everything, but that instead we say, God, I know that you are going to lead me, so I am willing to take this step. And we see him faithful as we take that step. And we say, okay, God, you are faithful in this. And then we take another step, and he's faithful in that. And then we take another step, and we see his faithfulness. And I really feel that it, it becomes like a train. The train is so hard to stop because it's got all these cars behind it. And as we go through and we see God's faithfulness and he's adding another car to our train, then we see him be faithful in this area and we, that relationship becomes restored that we thought would never be restored. And we say, oh, it's faithfulness. And we see God's faithfulness in our finances and we see God's faithfulness over and over. And all of a sudden, it's this, it's this train of experiences of God's faithfulness over and over. We say, God, I know I, you did it and then you moved that mountain and I know that I'll see you do it again. You're faithful. You will do it just like we saw in that song. Just like we sang, he will do it again. I know you will because you did it before. You were faithful once, you'll be faithful again. And we can move into all that God has for us. But man, great things start. Amazing journeys start by taking a simple step. So I just pray today that you will not let the start stop you. You'll take those steps, that you'll ask that question, God, this passion, this desire, this this need that I see this thing, did you give that to me because I'm supposed to do something about it? And if so, what is that step? Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.